I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted 2.0. I am getting really close to 500 episodes. That is insane to me. Three some odd years. That's insane to me, actually. Three shows a week for three years. There was a time when I was doing five shows a week for a short amount of time. And I think due to extenuating circumstances, I only missed, I only did two shows a week once or twice. So at a minimum, two shows a week, most of the time, three for years. But anyway, still love it. We'll be doing this for a long time. There's so much to talk about. Never ends. I'm going to read you some headlines. Some headlines that just came out. Because a new study came out. And here's the headlines. Uh, I'm going to read you three. Secret to maximum fat burn. How time of day may impact exercise results. Whenever you put the word secret into a headline that has to do with diet and exercise, great idea. (laughs) Uh, Second one. Time of day may determine the amount of fat burned by exercise. And I want you to really see the difference in in the way these headlines are presented. This isn't too bad, but I've read you. Wow, there's some doozies in the past. Uh, And thirdly, this is the best time of day to work out according to a new study. And words matter. Words really matter when it comes to exercise and nutrition and behavioral change. And when you use words like secret to maximum or and or best, best time of day to work out, you go, why? (laughs) Right? Well, here they're saying maximize fat burn. That sounds great. Of course, that's what we want. Many want. We want to be... A healthy weight. We want to look good. So this sounds amazing, right? Let me tell you. (laughs) I read a lot of studies, obviously, and have done so for many years. This is a dense one. This is a dense one. And I was saying to my wife earlier, you know, I was wondering why there weren't more headlines, even though this just came out a couple days ago. Uh, It's because it's really dense. It's because you got to know what you're, you're doing when you read these things. And even, you know, most writers aren't going to A, know how to read these studies and B, want to (laughs) spend the time. Uh, So they're going to extrapolate out what they can. But this one, let me just tell you, is super dense. Like just so much going on there. But my job is to just clarify, to distill it down. I mean, it is pages and pages of stuff and... We need to do this, you know, when I was preparing this show, I'm always, conf- I'm always conflicted. <laughs> I'm always conflicted in this industry. It's like, do we need these studies? And the answer is yes, but. It depends, right? Yes, but. Most people aren't going to come close to reading this study, much less understand it. And when you have the headlines that, you know, secret to maximum fat burn, You go, that's awesome. I mean, I do like in that title, they say how time of day may impact. I like that. You know, they didn't, they they qualified it a little bit. 
All right. But, but this is what is going to help you, right? That's my show. That's my career. That's when I write the books and the articles and do the videos. I go, okay, what do people need in this crazy busy world to, that makes sense that they can use right away? We only have so much time and money. And that's why I get really frustrated with things that waste your time and your money. Okay. So this was in the journal proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. Right then you go, mm, it's probably going to be dense. Uh, the title is Time of Day Determines Post-Exercise Metabolism in Mouse Adipose Tissue. Adipose tissue is fat tissue. And this just came out February 13th, 2023. Now, again, I'm going to distill this down really quickly because you're busy and you need to know what you need to know. All right. So what they were looking at in a nutshell is how the time of day at which exercise is performed affects fat burning. That's really good. That's interesting. That's something we want, right? But I, I, can you see where this is going? Of course you can, right? Um, I hope you can. Or if not, just keep listening to my shows and you'll start to understand my philosophy. Uh, so uh, really quickly, they had a bunch of mice, almost 100 mice. Uh, they expose them to exercise. There was some fasting involved too. I'll get to that shortly, but it was exercise on a treadmill uh, like device, um, six meters a minute uh, to start. Again, it doesn't, I'm just going to give you some of the numbers um, for giggles. Uh, so they started them there, the mice, and every two minutes they made them run faster. Okay. Until a speed of 16 minutes per uh, 16 meters per minute 16 meters per minute was reached, okay? And then following the workout, they took a bunch of samples, different markers, okay? Inguinal white adipose tissue, uh, epididymal white adipose tissue, intrascapular bat, and serum. And they collected these samples right after, four hours after, 8, 12, 16, and 20. Okay, they're looking to see if certain markers um, that deal with adipose tissue are affected, were changed, did something different, okay? Let me read you two lines from the abstract because these were really important. My shows all connect in some way at some point uh, and these are two great examples, right? From prior podcasts after almost 500, uh, kind of easy to, to make uh, connections and connect those dots. Okay, here's a line from the abstract. Sedentary lifestyle and obesity are prominent risk factors for type 2 diabetes. I just did, well, let me read the rest. While exercise and caloric restriction are effective risk-reducing therapeutics. How many times do I have to do a podcast like the insane one I just did where a top doctor who was just appointed to a new committee said that genetics, number one cause of obesity. What did I just read? Sedentary lifestyle, prominent risk factor for type two diabetes. And this doctor was pressed in the interview and the interviewer asked, but wait a minute, what about diet and uh, exercise? And the doctor replied, it's genetic. Number one cause. 
if we're going to follow the science, let's follow the science, the pretty commonsensical science. Yes, it's uncomfortable, but disease is more uncomfortable. And being told inaccurate information at best, I mean, it's just pure false, you know, it's not even, I'm trying to be nice here. Political correctness is literally killing people. Okay? Sedentary lifestyle. Prominent risk factors. Exercise and caloric restriction. Uh, restriction. Move more. Eat less. Eat better foods. Okay? It's right there. One more really important line from this. Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. Right there in the journal's title. If we're going to follow the science. Okay? Uh, given the importance of adipose tissue in chronic disease. Let me read the whole thing. And the circadian dynamics of metabolic stimuli and function, we hypothesize that time of day influences the metabolic response to exercise in adipose tissue. Again, complicated but not. And the really important line to just get the truth out there is those first one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine words. Given the importance of adipose tissue and chronic disease, what does that mean? It means the more body fat we have, the more likely we are to develop chronic disease. The importance of adipose tissue in chronic disease. I'm just going to leave that out there. We need to be a healthy weight. The more body fat we have, the more likely we are to develop myriad type of diseases. Okay? All right. You're like, Tom, you're dying. <laughs> it's important. We got to drive all these home. I pulled these things out. If you could see how long and boring this study was, this is the important stuff. All right? Once again, though, this study, back to what they were looking at, physical activity, different times of day, affecting the body in different ways, right? And really cool circadian rhythm. Uh, you know, one of the classes I just finished in my never-ending studies, Harvard uh, University Extension School, brain and behavior in the extremes, taught by a Russian, you know, a scientist, NASA. And we talked all about a common theme was circadian rhythm because that's a big problem when you go to space, Two of the big problems is why I loved uh, so much of it. I'm going to digress a little bit, but bear with me. Uh, no gravity, zero gravity was a huge, is a huge problem. And so they're looking at strength training, right? And all that kind of stuff, exercise and the light dark cycles, how it screws up our bodies because we need to have weight bearing activity and the circadian rhythm, 24 hour cycle. So cool. Okay, um, and yes, they're looking at the adipose tissue of mice after they did high-intensity exercise uh, done at two different times of day, right? Um, early active phase is what they called it, and early rest phase, and for us as humans, that is late morning and late evening, okay? And as I said at the beginning, all you really need to know is that they looked at various markers for fat metabolism, and then they looked at and analyzed which genes were active in the fat, in the adipose tissue after exercise. So that was the four hours, eight hours, um, different times uh, looking at these specific markers. What did they find? 
Well, they found that physical activity done in that early active phase in the uh, late morning increased expression of genes involved in the breakdown of adipose tissue. And that's, uh, oh, and in addition to thermogenesis, that's heat production, and mitochondria in the adipose tissue. And what that means is higher metabolic rate, greater uh, energy expenditure. Okay, and these effects were observed only in mice that exercised in that early active phase and was independent of food intake. i to come back to that, kind of alluded to that earlier. So let me say it one last time. Um, when they exercised the mice, again, these are mice, um, in the late morning, that increased the expression of genes involved in the breakdown of adipose tissue, thermogenesis, which is heat production, and mitochondria, okay? Okay, so now what, <laughs> right? You go, late morning. How many of you have the ability to exercise frequently, if not all the time, in the late morning, not even early morning, late morning? I do. I have a pretty flexible schedule now. I'm super busy, but I can move things around oftentimes. I'm not going to do this. That doesn't work for me. Especially not consistently. Sometimes, you know, I've got to get the kids off and then an appointment or something, you know, maybe late morning. And let me say this, as I said in the beginning, of course, we need to look at all of these studies as frustrating as so many of them can be to me, right? I want to maximize my results and your results. And there's so many podcasts out there where people will dive into this and tell you, here's, here, here's what you need to do. Here's the science. Here's that, that secret, that secret to the time of day. It comes down to, it's so simple. When we look at the three E's that I look at, the buckets, evolution, empirical evidence, and everyday life. And this is a perfect example where everyday life is greater than empirical evidence. In other words, it's what we can do consistently that matters most. It's that simple. It's consistency that gets us results. It doesn't sell books. It's really hard to push in podcasts and things like that to keep banging that, you know, drum and driving that message home of my term excessive moderation. But let's take it a step further. And I couldn't for the life of me. And listen, I do three podcasts a week. I can only spend so much time diving into the data. Uh, as far as I could tell, I, I, there, there were no hard numbers that I could pull uh, to say, hey, it was this much more. You go, well, how much more, right? And listen, if they're like, you know, you burn a pound more of fat tissue, of adipose tissue by exercising at this time of day, I'm in. I'm going to try to find the time. I'm not going to be able to do it all the time. But that's not what they find. That's not what they find with so many of these things, again, that so many fitness uh, quote-unquote experts are going to throw out at you right? What temperature you should exercise at, you know, the, the cold confusion. I'll leave it at that. Line I came up with, 
because this is all I think about all day long pretty much, is I don't care about the time or the temperature when it comes to my exercise. I care about getting it in, right? It's about consistent behavior changes over time. So you got all these people doing cold plunges, which is, again, there's science behind it. Are you going to do that for the rest of your life? If so, awesome. What are the benefits? Do you really know the benefits? Okay, that's great too. Are you exercising and eating well? Because that's really probably is greater than the cold plunge. And I'm not totally dissing cold plunges. It's something that I guarantee you in two, three months, most of those people that we're doing it won't be. Like Atkins, like intermittent fasting, like restricted breathing uh, (laughs) cardio, which I was just discussing with a guy in my neighborhood, not eating before exercise. Is there science behind all of these things? Of course. Do the vast majority of people need to focus on these things? These things, generally speaking, are for athletes who need that little extra something, maybe. And I'm generalizing, but my point is, if you don't have your exercise and your nutrition and your behaviors in place, the time you exercise, there is no secret. It's what works for you consistently. And for the vast majority of people, there is no one time. Some people there are. Some people say, I have to get up every morning at five or it's not going to happen. I'm going to get to that too. But what I'm saying is they need to pick a specific time of day, maybe lunchtime, might be after work, whatever, weekends, and that's their time. But life gets in the way. Which is, again, jumping ahead a little bit. But who has the time to pick the time? Who has the time to pick the time? Now, again, we need to look at these studies. It's going to teach us some things. But in this day and age, that's not what we need to focus on. We need more into uh, research into the behavioral change. We need more what I said before. It's, you know, it's getting harder and harder, although not for me to say things like sedentary lifestyle and obesity are prominent risk factors. I'm reading you the science. Okay. Given the importance of adipose tissue and chronic disease, I'm reading you the science. You want to argue the science? That's fine. Let's go. But that's what we need to focus on. That's what's really important. Okay. And I'm not even getting into like the type of exercise. It was an hour. Is it high intensity? They said high intensity, right? So does that play a role? I think it does. I've done those podcasts. I've talked to you about, you know, the research into high intensity interval training and the different effects that low intensity steady state training has and why we need to do a mix of both. And I want to maximize your results. Of course I do. Of course I do. It's the goal of this podcast and everything I do. But there's no like mind-blowing amount of fat burn. They're saying, you know, in a very complicated way, yes, adipose tissue and genes associated with them being activated in good ways, and this is a good thing. But for the vast majority of people who have a weight uh, issue, did they have the, the yeah, I, I can exercise at 10 or 11 in the uh, morning. Let me wrap this up. They also said independent of food intake. Don't want to go too deep into this, but does that mean that exercising, because they were talking about fasting, a lot going on in this study, but independent of food intake. So does it really matter if you exercise on an empty stomach? 
haven't really done a deeper dive and I will, uh, which is crazy out of 500 uh, podcasts almost. I don't care personally about exercising on an empty stomach or a full stomach. And truthfully, like if you get up early, it's really hard for many people to eat before, especially if you're doing high intensity herbal training. Just did the podcast on the wrong protein. Is it the protein that's the issue? No. Is it the time you exercise, the time you exercise the issue? No. These are the questions we need to constantly ask, the rhetorical questions that drives my brother Joe nuts when I do that, which is kind of why I enjoy doing it, I think. Schadenfreude. Uh, it's real world. Let's bring it all home. This is a real world. What are the number two, what are the two reasons, main reasons people exercise early in the morning? Navy SEAL put it perfectly. There are far fewer distractions at 4.30 or 5 or 5.30 or 6 a.m. than there are at the p.m. equivalents, right? Or late morning. The longer the day goes on, the more likely, or I'm sorry, the less likely you are to exercise. Not everybody, but most people, myself included now. Distractions, life, work, family, just desire wanes as the day progresses and those, the life and family get in the way. So that's one of the main reasons that's back to real world stuff. I can give you the science. And again, if the science was mind blowing, we'd figure out a way, right? We could, we could all take breaks at 11 o'clock if there was this phenomenal fat-burning effect from exercising in the late morning. None of these, none of those things I've listed to you do that. And that's why when we do follow the excessive moderation concept, those things start to add up, right? If you're doing all the little things consistently, they're not so little. But this is pretty little right now. This is not something we need to focus on, okay? So you're going to set yourself up for success if you're not working out now by getting up a little earlier. And that can be five minutes, 10 minutes. It's not an hour for the vast majority of people who are just starting and trying to get back into a program. Set your alarm clock for 10 minutes earlier and get up and do something some push-ups, a couple sets of crunches. The small steps get you to the destination. There are no small steps. Those are the only steps I take. I don't swing for the fences when it comes to my diet, my exercise, because they're not sustainable. It's doing the basics consistently and figuring out what works for you. You may be like I was as a teenager, and now I see my teenagers doing it. They're working out at 11.30 midnight. I know, bad dad. They're up that late sometimes, but they do. The thought of doing that now for me, I can't even fathom it. But that proves two points. We're different, and you figure out what works for you, and things change over time, and you don't beat yourself up about that. 
So I used to do it at 11 o'clock at night. That was high school generally. And now it's early morning. And truthfully, it's, it's because I have that flexible schedule. It's different times a day. But by and large, it's early morning. All right, there you go. <laughs> That's all you needed to know. My gosh, that study. Ridiculously complicated. I'll probably come back to it at some point. Um, in a different way, though. You know, I love talking about the different mechanisms because we take what we learn about exercise and things like that. And yes, it's interesting and we can learn and glean things. But at the end of the day, when it comes to success and fitness, it's consistency of the basics. That's enough. Uh, Tom H. Fit Instagram. Tom H. Fit is Twitter. Reach out with uh, comments, questions. Please support the show. I need more Apple ratings. So those of you listening on Apple, uh, brand new feed. I think I got up to, what was it, three or 400 uh, with the first feed ratings-wise on Apple. So any way you are uh, able to support the show by liking, subscribing, commenting, rate, whatever it is, I greatly appreciated. Uh, you can go to teamholland.com, email me through the site, learn more about what I do. Uh, also, fitnessdisrupted.com. Newest book is the Micro Workout Plan. <sighs> I'm only going to bring you the best information. This isn't about me sounding smart. It's not about me, you know, bringing you the hacks. <laughs> I hate that term. And I hate the word hate. I was taught not to say it. Good Catholic upbringing. You don't say hate, but hacks. There are no hacks. There's consistency and there's science, there's evolution, there's empirical evidence in everyday life. We're going to look at all three of those things and we're going to live our best lives. All right, let me leave you with Jack Lane, different, pulling a bunch of different uh, just snippets I have from when he did my radio show. I think this is the first time I've played this one. I got different music in the background and things like that. Just absolutely loved, uh, you know, can't believe I got to interview him for an hour, and here we go. So again, thank you for listening. I am Tom Holland, exercise physiologist, certified sports nutritionist. Remember, there are three things we all control. How much we move, what we put into our mouths, and our state of mind, and that is awesome. I want to tell you how fortunate you are to have someone like Tom just trying to help you to have a better life. 